Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're back one more time for some more griping. That's right. Great. One more time. One more this time. Is it. This is it. Welcome to our last show. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Question mark? Uh, no. Uh, I, I am Joe. I'm Jen. Thanks for joining us today. And this is Radio Gripe. Uh, this is our general discussion show. Um, yeah. Uh, we're here, uh, thanks to KBSR. Uh, we want to go ahead and say right off the top, obviously any of the opinions expressed in Shit Talk here uh, does not reflect KBSR or any of its other DJs. Um, we're just glad to be on the air. You might be hearing us uh, coming up on after uh, Drinking Texas, maybe. Maybe you're hearing us before the JoJo Bone show. Uh, there's plenty of stuff. You should go check out the whole network. But let's get into why we're here today now that the cat is laying on my notebook and i can't see my notes uh that's okay can she can make herself comfortable (laughs) for a little while um yeah we like to start off the show uh just checking in uh what's it checking in with each other and you guys and uh talking about what what's going on in our headspace What's in your what's occupying your headspace right now? Um Striketober. Uh yeah, um and this is uh something that maybe I'll like do some more details about, but uh yeah, just to say it's something that's been on my mind a whole lot and uh looking at a lot of the numbers that are going on with it, like we haven't seen something like this since the uh workers' rights movements of the twenties and thirties. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm real happy to see that. Uh, and that's been the other thing taking up my headspace was fallout four, but I finished that. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to kind of just purge my mind of, uh, that right now. Um, so yeah, striked over, man. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know the New York times or somebody, I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> and we were talking about this, obviously historic high unemployment right now, um, and simultaneously, a lot of people looking to hire and unable to hire. Well. And a lot of people looking for jobs and unable to find jobs. And they were exploring some of the reasons for this. And um, part of it is the algorithm. Uh, everybody hires through uh, uh, the internet, um, which has a tendency to, if you have all these options you can put for the people that you're looking for, why not? Why not put them all there? Do you want yeah. them to be able to speak fluent French? Put it on there. Sure. It might not be necessary to do the job well, uh, but wouldn't it be fun? Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people end up, you know, I, I would say something like 99% of people that are putting in online applications are just immediately filtered out by the algorithm before their applications are ever seen by a human. Right. And um, so, yeah, I mean, robots, <laughs> the uh, the AI is fucking us uh, as a yeah, society. Yeah, it's... it's- I, and part of it is that it's not really engineered properly. And the other part is a uh, user error and the way that people are making their listings yeah, and both they're, of those things. Yeah. They're kind of combining. Um, but on that note too, though, um, the, the conversation around, you know, nobody wants to work, uh, you know, or whatever, and people are just not doing things. We have seen record numbers of people leaving their jobs, uh, not just, just leaving, but like pursuing other careers, which is hurting some industries more than others. I think some people and, in the service industry is spending a year kind of uh, a, a breath, mm-hmm. a breath away from the grave. Right. Maybe started to do some reevaluating and was like, do I want to be doing this in five years? I mean, do I want to die doing this? Something, something to consider is uh, 700,000 people having died. That, uh, I think, over, is an extremely interesting point that a lot of people don't bring up. And a lot of those people are uh, service and low-wage earners. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we seem to have a dearth of people right. that are bagging groceries and uh, um, flipping yeah. burgers. Yeah, I also... Uh, waiting tables. And, um, gee, I, I, there might have been a little bit of a physical life drain uh, wherein mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, we lost all of these... Uh, lives yeah those people have to be replaced yeah i had seen um also something about uh there were pandemic specific uh like unemployment benefits uh across the nation Mm -hmm. and uh just within the last week or so at the end of september beginning of october we saw around eight million people purged 
uh, from those programs. Some of the programs just ended. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 8 million people that were taken off of, um, you know, assistance basically. And uh, the jobs report for September for that same amount of time, there were only uh, like 194,000 new jobs created. Hmm. So you're kicking 8 million people off of assistance. There's less than 200,000 new jobs. And there are 700,000 people dead. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's kind of really easy to see that uh, the, the situation surrounding workforce and uh, availability and everything, it's... Uh, it's been damaged really, really badly. And it's, a lot of it's by the management of uh, the fucking pandemic because, you know, uh, we, we need profits to run and people are not being valued. And that's what's leading to uh, strikes. Yeah. Uh, like what is essentially a general strike uh, across several different uh, industries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you, though, because the GDP is fine. Is it? I think bottom line, that's all that matters, right? I haven't I haven't paid attention uh, to the actual GDP because it seems uh, I don't know. No need to look at any other indicators. Okay. Only the GDP. Only the GDP. Uh, I'll I'll close it off with uh, just like the quick stats uh, that I've been seeing um, over the past few weeks. We've seen uh, ten thousand John Deere workers go on strike. Fourteen hundred from Kellogg's. 24,000 from Kaiser Permanente, the healthcare provider, uh, over seven and a half thousand from various other industries, uh, kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, um, if we were recording this on Sunday and on Monday tomorrow, we will know whether or not agreements have been met between the IATSE, which is the, uh, the international Alliance of theatrical stage employees. Um, if they're, if they don't find something to get along uh, then that's going to be 60,000 people that go on strike tomorrow. Um, th- th- sorry, theater folk? Yeah, essentially not just theater folk, but you know, people who work in uh, television and film. And all, it's all yeah. the people that are behind the scenes who you never see in front of the camera, but the thousands upon thousands of people who make these productions happen. Um, that's, that's one of the largest unions, uh, I think, in the nation. It's going to be one of the largest strikes if it happens. Uh, so... Yeah, we've got a uh, we've got approaching a hundred thousand people uh, on strike, uh, which is you know years back whenever we talked about a general strike uh, across the nation like never working and everything else like we're seeing it kind of happen organically, mm. uh, which is really interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, and then you know strikers aside, people that are extremely important to society, healthcare workers and mm-hmm. teachers. Um, mm. uh, you know, obviously, some some people lost their lives during the pandemic, but um, this is uh, not a great not a great time to be a paramedic or no, a teacher no. uh, or a nurse. Um, so a lot of those people have left the field altogether, stepped right. down to pursue a different uh, type of career. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen that working remotely can be can can be managed uh in the modern era and there's still like all these companies who are insisting that people come back into the workplace it's like almost just like no we need our panopticon to work we need you to be present and have us be like a a a force in your life Mm -hmm. don't just do this whenever it's convenient for you which you know so yeah i don't know it's good to see uh it's good to see people stepping up because i think nobody ever wanted to work before and when we saw everything get broken, we've all just kind of realized, like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm tired of not wanting to work, but doing it anyway. <laughs> you know, so uh, do you have something for the headspace? Well, I wasn't just going to dive right in. Um, so, well, let's see. Uh, I think I mentioned to you all last week that we had a pumpkin carving party uh, before we kicked off our Halloween playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said that those pumpkins would be rotten within a week. And... <laughs> It really only took a few days uh, for mine to get moldy and collapse in on itself. But uh, this morning we happened to notice that it was also full of maggots. Yeah. Pumpkin was full of maggots and they were trying to escape the pumpkin. It's like Halloween 3. Thank you for disposing of those maggoty pumpkins, Joe. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But yeah, I just thought that was interesting Um, as a pest control professional. you know, I was still operating under the assumption that housefly larvae required protein, and uh, that might be why they were fleeing the pumpkin. Uh, but typically, anybody that keeps a compost heap, as long as you're not putting carnivore poop or 
meat scraps in mm-hmm. that compost, you're not going to get the maggots. Um, and I just thought that's just how it was, but apparently not. Um, just I thought that was kind of fun, and I wanted to share that with y'all. Flies will lay their eggs in whatever just about they want to, but there there might not be a food source for the brood. Might not be adequate protein for them yeah. in a pumpkin. But then again, pumpkins are superfood, so who knows? So who knows? Well, I'm glad we're not going to have a huge fly problem on the porch uh, in another week or whatever. God, yeah. I sprayed some bleach on it, mm. which seems fucked up, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't want a bag full of fucking maggots in the trash. I don't know what to do. Gotta weaponize that bleach. Yeah, man. That's what it's for. I remember once I was like washing the windows because, oh, yeah, me and my roommate, uh, Vadner, we were... We were cleaning the house, listening to music, rocking out, having a good old time, like a montage in an 80s movie. Sure. I turned the Windex spray on him playfully and kind of sprayed him with it. Um, <laughs> like the models in uh, uh, playing with the gasoline and uh, uh, fucking, what was that? Uh, ben Stiller. Yeah, I was trying to think. Uh, it, it sounds like some kind of Ben Stiller bit. Mm. Yeah. But and yeah, yeah, a few minutes later, I noticed, of course, that his shirt was... Zoolander. Just, Zoolander. Uh, that, yeah, his... The whole back of his shirt was fucking ruined by bleach. <laughs> and it, it took me, like, 20 minutes to get up the nerve to tell him what I'd done. <laughs> <laughs> um, he rocked that shirt, though. He sprayed some on the front. It looked great. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. Look, yeah, look, like I just woke up like I beat the charge and cashed out back to back. Like Maury told Chris Brown, I got a baby and he did that. Like my boyfriend cheated on me, but I ran off with a stash. Like I lost a couple pounds, but I got to keep my ass. I just woke up like Yancey, attitude gigante. These ain't no comprante, size elefante. This is on a mal day. Haters wake up, better preach it like Aretha, pray before you make up. I got these bitches kind of dripping, I'm alive and still kicking. Yeah, they sold my style, but I still made a couple million. Yeah, they got me fucked up, it's cool, bro, I'm chilling. I just let them copy home or just did it a little different. I'm insisting, you can keep it, I'ma keep doing what I do, though. I write bars, make lines, baby, I move dope, and I do shows and sideshows, and I do go. When hating bitches talk they shit, but one thing yeah. is tell a bitch I go. Let's go. You know, starting in, uh, I guess, you know, uh, culture news. Um, uh, there's been a lot of talk about Dave Chappelle and his uh, special that just came out on Netflix, uh, where I guess towards the end of it or somewhere in there, admittedly, haven't watched it, um, but like Same. saw a transcript or whatever. Um, yeah, he uh, he kind of sides with turfs and gets a bit uh, transphobic there. And it's not necessarily the first time he has. He, he ends his show with a transphobic mic drop. Moment. something like that yeah and um and the thing about it too is that he's also uh, i don't think like announcing retirement but basically saying that like you know i'm i'm out of this with this with this one last thing i have to say i don't want to have anything to say in the conversation mm. and then just said some some shitty transphobic things and then like walked away from the conversation right. uh which is it, it brings to mind how uh he had a show and he walked away from that 
And I mean, for, it's like you have that freedom for but, reasons, but to come, I can understand. But to come back a couple of years later and be bitter about somebody else having a show like you did with Key and Peele, like that was Went off that was on, shitty on my boys Key and Peele. Yeah, uh, don't don't uh, talk about talk about the problems with Comedy Central. Yeah, uh, instead of the problems with your with your like you know cohorts and your cohorts and fellow actors. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway. Uh, Dave Chappelle, and not that he gives a shit that anybody's mad at him, he kind of did it for this point. Mm-hmm. He's kind of reveling in it. But uh, the interesting thing is what happened after this is that uh, one of the uh, people within Netflix, I guess what had actually happened is that they leaked some information about like how much Dave Chappelle got paid for this, like millions upon millions of dollars. And um, they were talking about it on social media and airing their grievances uh, out in the open. They've been fired. Uh, I guess mainly the the reason behind it is that they leaked data uh, about you know finances. Um, I imagine yeah. being openly critical right. of one of the uh, content creators that Netflix has employed. Yeah, can help you there. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, this person was trans and organizing uh, their own their own walkout and their own form of protest within wow. Netflix, and they were removed, uh, you know, because of I guess the uh, the information leak. Hmm. Um, so that's been playing out over the last few days uh, where, you know, and this is an interesting thing because uh, when it when it comes to uh, canceling things, you would literally have to cancel your Netflix to cancel Netflix. And I, I just don't see that enough people are really going to do that. People are going to talk about it on social media and try to hold them accountable or like make them apologize or something. But there's not going to be people leaving the service in droves. There's no canceling Netflix. Right can't do it deeply embedded in in most of our lives it is a lifetime contract when you sign on yeah (laughs) most people don't know that well every couple weeks uh, um every couple weeks we like to check in on american hysteria and sort of do a collective uh, blood pressure check Hmm. um it's an interesting way to put it yeah check in with america's hypertension and uh (laughs) right now we're about 180 yeah um and uh so, you know, obviously, I like to wait till something is deeply embedded in mainstream zeitgeist before bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, so that I think last weekend, maybe the one before that, SNL did a sketch uh, where maybe this was the opener. I don't know uh, the the cold open, but um, different different kind of uh, wacky uh, oddballs filing into a uh, school board meeting, uh, to, to make their speeches and air their grievances. Uh, it's been happening all across the, the country, you know, to the point that, um, now we can sort of go on SNL and make jokes about it. Right. But, um, for your listening pleasure, uh, I will present a supercut. You want to wear snot on your face all day? Fine, you do you, boo. But don't force that non-science, satanic BS on our kids. The wind that is blowing through the black people, through the white people, through the Chinese people, they are blowing through your veins. These are demonic entities in all the school boards of all the United States of America. Go back to fucking medical school. Man. By putting masks on these kids' face, you can't identify any of them. Voting on this tells me... You guys support sex trafficking. The Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and the Federalist Papers, and also the Bible. And these guarantee my freedom and yours and our children's to breathe oxygen. You dealt with sheep, now prepare yourself to deal with lions. What you've done, you've poked the cubs. And no one's going to mess with our cubs. And let me tell you something. Go home tonight and take one of these spoons. And put it on your vaccination spot. Guess what? It's going to stick to you. Are you going to the state and asking where they got their science? If you're going to tell me the CDC, come on, guys. Forcing our children to wear masks is nothing short of psychological child abuse on the altar of wokeness. Do you have any idea what's in a vaccine? E. coli, pig blood, detergent. This is not a joke. There are COVID camps. Concentration camps were something that the Nazis did. Your children and your children's children will be subjugated. They will be asked, have you been a good little Nazi? Hey, Fauci! Perhaps you remember your first edible. The recount to take us off the air tonight. That is the last broadcast. guy, the California Viking. Wow. Uh, Matt Baker from California. Or Matt Baker from the... the uh, Ocean, Ocean Beach, fucking crazy town. Now, and, oh, I want to be in case I had said uh, didn't say earlier that was the recount. I did not put that supercut together, so I want to credit where it's due. 
but um uh yeah i so the guy on youtube who uh puts puts metal behind you know some <laughs> mm-hmm. viral videos had done a metal version of his speech and um it fucking slays and i would have loved to present it to you after that super cut as a palate cleanser but looking at the comments underneath the youtube video i found that in this instance um and no uh shade to the metal guy on youtube but uh doing that to to this guy uh really seems to elevate him in Mm. people's esteem so all the comments were like yeah matt baker from ocean beach this epic he's a god right he's just saying what we're he's screaming what we're all thinking (laughs) screaming what we're all screaming in our (laughs) own brains (laughs) so i guess we're not gonna do that I guess we're not going to no, platform yeah. it because I don't, I don't, I don't want to red pill you guys. You're going to listen sure, to that yeah. metal cut and be it's, like, it's "Damn, Matt message. Baker, Matt yeah. Baker from Ocean Beach is right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we wouldn't need to do that, and that's uh, you, you and I were talking about something earlier, especially when it comes to uh, the the ideas about critical race theory and and these school board meetings and everything. Yeah. That's the thing that I didn't, not, not a lot of that made it into the supercut. None of that made it into the supercut. Yeah. Parents and random people who might not even live in the school district or even have a child. They're not just mad about masks and vaccines. They're mad about critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Um, what, well, there's just a high sensitivity to it. And I think what this is all about is everybody's like so fucking sensitive to these like ideals. They don't like Every- those three words strung yeah. together. That seems to be the, the the source of the reaction. There's a fair amount of people that are just being very fucking reactionary over anything lately. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's they're at a tipping point basically, and mm-hmm. something like that metal song can can be what does it <laughs> yeah. one way or the other. Yeah, this critical race theory thing, and I was looking into it before the show because I'm like, was there a catalyst for this? Probably t- someone on Tucker Carlson, yeah, right wing troll, yeah, maybe, um, who's trying to redefine the term. Um, that this came out of a, um, like a sensitivity training seminar in Seattle or something like that. Uh, maybe kicked this whole thing off, but you know, I, I don't know what they think uh, critical race theory means. Um, because once you rebrand a term and you can define it however the fuck you want right. or, or really not put any thought into it whatsoever, I don't know if anyone's ever asked them, you know, obviously, uh, it's a academic examination of the ways racial inequality is embedded systemically in society. Uh, the society that we've built comes from, you know, a Harvard law course, uh, his modern incarnation. Anybody familiar with our public school system knows that public school kids spend all day with elite Ivy League professors, mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, having having uh, these conversations uh, about uh, uh, academic theory uh, uh, in a uh, Harvard law level mm. uh, discourse uh, that, that does end up brainwashing them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think conservatives... Now, I don't, you know, I don't personally have kids in public school, but I assume that that's what happens in our incredibly well-funded uh, yeah. uh, public schools. Yeah. Um, so, and we have to talk about Texas because, you know, obviously Texas just passed this law, uh, you know, 3979, um, which new Texas law that requires teachers to present multiple perspectives when discussing, you know, quote, wildly debated and currently controversial issues right so a lot this has left and actually you know i do have some recordings of this i could throw up too but a lot of teachers you know some anonymous teachers from because i want to talk about carroll texas carroll school district south lake texas um after some of this shit broke uh so here's an a teacher speaking on the condition of anonymity uh, teachers are literally, literally afraid of what we're uh, afraid that we're going to be punished for having books in our classes. Uh, one elementary school teacher said there are no children's books that show the opposing perspective of the Holocaust or the opposing perspective of slavery. So are we supposed to get rid of all books on that subject? <laughs> it's accompanied by a picture that NBC took of bookshelves with caution tape <laughs> oh, fuck. Halloweenishly placed yeah. over... caution do not enter um fuck but uh so so yeah the the carroll texas school board um kind of recently uh uh had responded to a parent's complaint 
voted to reprimand a fourth grade teacher who had kept an anti-racism book in her classroom, which she's not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that It's a New York Times bestseller, in case you're curious. Uh, uh, that's It's called, this book is Anti-Racist, 20 Lessons for uh, how, how to Proactively Combat, whatever. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember. It's a long title. Uh, yeah. but um, And I didn't write it down. But uh, I did write down that um, as to the contents of the book, there are stories by uh, historically oppressed people, Native Americans, and uh, the story of a uh, former slave who led the rebellion for Haitian independence. Uh, these type of stories, which absolutely okay. don't belong in the classroom. Right. Uh, apparently, according to uh, this particular Texas parent who now sets the curriculum, right? Mm, yeah, that's how it, that's literally how it does work. So, I no mean, joke. just, and then a few days after that, um, there was a, uh, a training seminar that was secretly recorded and leaked uh, by a staff member of the executive director of the curriculum, you know, in a conversation saying, We are in the middle of a political mess. And you are in the middle of a political mess. And so we just have to do the best that we can. And so we're gonna go and we're gonna do, you're gonna do what you do best, and that's to teach kids. I think we're all just really terrified. I I, I think you are terrified. And and I wish I could take that away. I, I do. I can't. I can't do that. You are professionals. We hired you as professionals. We trust you with our children. So if you think the book is okay, then let's go with it. And whatever happens, we will fight it together. We will. There's a lot of districts that are in the exact same spot we're in. And no one knows how to navigate these waters. I mean, no one. As you go through, just try to remember the concepts of 3979 and make sure that if, if, if you have a book on the Holocaust, that you have one that has opposing, that has other books. How do you oppose the Holocaust? What? what? Believe me, that's come up. So, so number the stars. No. No. Make sure you make sure if you have a book on the Holocaust that you have one that has an opposing that that has other perspectives, uh, which again causes an uproar among the teachers. Yeah, yeah, that was I. Uh, yeah, no further context helps that statement. <laughs> so uh, you know, some some legal people have come out and said, "Look, I, that's not what the law says." I'm glad we're having this conversation so that everybody can be totally clear about what we can and can't teach. Um, you know, whatever, uh, the, t- the the administrator has walked that back and said, you know, okay, well, well listen, you know, there aren't any. Right. Uh, I mean, but here's the thing. If you can't find books that say the, the that, that are Holocaust denial books or, or appropriately anti-Semitic books to teach mm-hmm. the children to appease the anti-Semitic parents, um. then you can't teach about the Holocaust at all. And, um. Yeah, obviously, apparently, slavery bad is a controversial and widely debated viewpoint, according to right. the law. Uh, maybe that's something that we, we can't teach at all. We can't teach American history. Um, right. Can't can't teach about Native American genocide. Can't can't teach about the foundational history of this country. Yeah. There's just so much now. Uh, you can't talk about the, the facts of the circumstances of our world being where it is and how it got here. <laughs> And especially since we've redefined critical race theory to mean any mention that there's ever been any uh, racism whatsoever, whatsoever, yeah, um, and and we're mad about that. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's a fucking mess. It I mean, you talk talk mess. about snowflakes. They want to call the right. libs snowflakes. Well, there's, <clears throat> yeah, um, it is, it is a wild scene right now, and I saw something just this morning that uh, apparently, uh. Some letter was sent, I, I believe, to the White House uh, from the NBSA, and sorry, NSBA, National School Board Association, hmm. and it was addressing uh, all the heated emotions and everything that has been happening uh, around these school board meetings with with parents going buck wild, and mm-hmm. uh, they mentioned that, like you know, there are sometimes threats, and you know, there's this seems like it's a very dangerous situation that's going on and on and we want the fucking federal government to do something about this because what they're doing 
certain things can be even likened to like uh, domestic terrorism. Well, mm. <laughs> not everybody liked them using the words domestic terrorism when talking about the parents of children across the nation. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at least one uh, smaller school board, the Pennsylvania School Board uh, Association, has withdrawn from the NSBA mm. because they don't like that language. And they don't they don't like inferring that uh, parents who are, you know, in, interested in their child's well-being are domestic terrorists. So there's there's like friction and fucking schisms going on even within uh, the school boards themselves, which is wild. That's like school board I hate meetings. To say it, but they they should. I mean, typically they're going to be pretty boring affairs. It's not right. Usually, if it's a platform for airing grievances, it has to do with whether or not we should fund the girls' soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, or where's the money for the uniform is going to come from? Whatever the fuck. Right. <clears throat> but here we are, mm-hmm. and if you if you have an appropriately uh, incendiary rant, you can find yourself on Fox News and be platformed all across the internet yeah. and get your views out there. And uh, then and then you run for a school board. That uh, vaccines are and... mutating human DNA, <laughs> and you will no longer be officially a that... human being if you are vaccinated. All the all the current school board uh members uh are all demons right <laughs> you're all demons and uh i'm going to uh run to have you replaced with me and my my non-demon uh cohorts um well on the topic of american hysteria and domestic terrorism mm-hmm. i also wanted to talk about an article uh this was published four weeks ago on living blue texas entitled are your republican neighbors planning on killing you oh yeah this one uh so so the author of this article whose name escapes me i'm so sorry uh tweeted uh sorry um uh tweaked uh their sort of tiktok algorithm so that they could gain entry uh to the right-wing tiktok echo chamber and Mm -hmm. kind of see what's going on there and we're bombarded with tiktoks of people in their nice suburban homes with uh expansive green lawns sort of solemnly lowering their american flags and gadsden flags and neatly folding them i've seen several of these videos while while dabbing a tear from their eyes theatrically and then going out there and bravely and and uh, uh solemnly hoisting the black american flag up uh the black american flag so uh, is it all the pieces actually stitched together but they're all just the same color or is it just a one sheet of black no 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 they, yeah i mean this is you can buy it on amazon okay. uh it is um, you can make out the stars and bars, but it's just all in different, yeah. like shades of black, or it's just like completely black. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from a distance, kind of looks like an anarch the anarchist uh, flag or the pirate flag uh, that says we do not surrender and we're willing to die. Um, from going back to the Civil War, I guess this flag uh, means. Uh, we will give the enemy no quarter. Um, we are prepared to to kill rather than take prisoners, um, right? And uh, uh, die rather than surrender and be taken prisoner. <laughs> so that's a trend. Um, yeah. I don't know how many of you out in Texas are looking across the street at your suburban neighbor, um, tearfully raising a black <laughs> flag in their yard, uh, making yeah, yeah, letting it be known that they are prepared to commit violence mm. and. Um, but I did also throw together a supercut. No, wait, I didn't throw together a supercut. Hold on, let me find it. <laughs> no, wait, was that me? <laughs> I mean, I edited this person's supercut. Michelle H. Davis um, threw together a supercut, uh, TikTok supercut. Both of the flag uh, theatrics and. Um, and a bunch of right wingers uh, declaring on TikTok that they are once again preparing for civil war, mm. and uh, and yeah, I I will present that to you now for your enjoyment. For all you military folks, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. We're about to do some bamses shit right here for all my devil dogs out there. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. We swore to protect the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. We have a domestic enemy. Make me a fucking martyr right now. 
Do it. I have messages, emails coming in from all over the world right now. Everybody's ready. If you know, you know. All right, guys, here's the deal. If you know, you know. Drop me your info, and I will contact you. Let's get this thing going. I love you all. Stay strong. J. Bob Josh out. I typically speak to my boy on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. Well, I just got off the phone with him. And his exact words were, prepare for at least 10 days of darkness. There is evil going on that we are going to nullify. Shit's popping off right now as we speak. Be ready for it. This is, it's unbelievable how many dumbasses get on this thing and think they can run up and just snatch somebody out of office and that ends it all. This is taking over an entire government. You best understand that. There's going to be some resistance because there are some leftists that are on the military. Not all. A lot of military is going to stand and fight with the true patriots. But you got to understand, this ain't just going and pulling Biden and his administration out of office. It doesn't happen that way. You have to take over the entire system. It has to be planned and laid out. It can't be a bunch of couch-setting dumbasses that just want to run up and start shooting. With this fake president or installed president, Joe Biden, announcing what he announced about the V-stab, if you ain't ready, you better get ready. If you're a true American patriot, you better clean them, all them, and load them. A lot of people, man, feel the same way, you know what I mean? And uh, we're all ready. We're all ready for action. So I have an idea. Um, maybe getting to state capitals is a little too far of a drive or some people don't have the means. But if we do like a tri-county kind of deal, you know what I mean, wherever at, you know what I'm saying, that'll be a lot easier, I think, for us. And at least then we can get the ball rolling, you know what I mean? Like, hashtag stand the fuck up, you know what I'm saying, because it's time. I want to uh, remind all of you that at the end of the day, these fucked up teachers, police, politicians, they all have a home. They all have family. They all have somebody connected to them. Do you, am I getting through to you? At the end of the day, they all have a home. They all have a family. If you can see where I'm headed, just leave a thumbs up in the comments. But, um, like I said, they're, they're really... Uh, into tracking people down, really into finding out about them. I say we uh, we do what we're supposed to do, folks, and uh, keep track of these psychopaths that would lock our children in these padded rooms or uh, force them off of the So remember, at the end of the day, they live somewhere too. To all the patriots in Texas, broken arrow, broken arrow. One of the last guys is saying, uh, in this supercut, is saying, hey, everybody remember these, these, uh, you know, fucking psychopathic teachers and, and administrators and cops, uh, you know, employers that, that are going to try to make you get the vaccine or whatever. They have families at home. And you think it's going to be like, Hey guys, we're all just people, right. but no, that's not what he's saying. No, he's tapping his head meaningfully. If mm -hmm. you know, you know, yeah. they have families and we can find out where those families are, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and then I think there's one guy that goes out just saying, uh, and I don't know what this means, just yelling, Texans, uh, Texas, Texan patriots, uh, broken arrow, broken arrow, which again, I don't know what that means. I think he's I think calling for means, re. I think he's calling for reinforcements. I think broken arrow refers to uh, uh, serving military that goes rogue. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of these guys are former <laughs> military uh, or active military, mm -hmm. and um, they are not. Um, you know what's the term? Gravy seals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard that. A lot of these guys are oh, fit. Man. They are trained in, uh, you know, uh, 
they, they have huge stockpiles of weapons because they we know this because oh, they like nice. to showcase their arsenal on TikTok, which actually yeah. goes against community guidelines. But oh. there it is. Huh. Well, there it is. Um, you know, I don't know how many uh, of, of, of this, sh- you know, how many times I've seen this shit where it will be like a toddler playing mm-hmm. on a tag, uh, you know, some, a kid on their bike and then just like they're entire college fund in the form of guns spread out <laughs> before yeah, them. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Hey, everybody. This is Joe with a really quick station break for you. I just wanted to take a moment to say thanks for listening to our show and thanks for listening to KBSR Black Sparrow Digital Radio. You know how we do it here. Black Sparrow is independently ran and listener supported so you can go be part of our patreon community if you like what you see in here here and there and uh yeah is a go search for black sparrow radio on patreon or you can go to black sparrow music there's a link there and then there's also the radio streaming 24 7 there's the calendar or the schedule that'll show you when that'll show you who's on and when they're on and all that good stuff and uh it'll probably give you a link to all the live events at the black sparrow venue which is up and operating here in taylor texas yeah go do all that stuff also go check out our instagram it's radio gripe tx and uh hit us up with an email at we're trying show at gmail.com you fucking cowards uh also just uh in case i forget i just always want to give thanks to our man trev wren who just celebrated a birthday uh the mental state fair uh for use that theme song dying in texas and alex from a spectrostatic thanks so much you guys for giving us your music all right well that's all i really need to say right now let's get back to the show Uh, well, um, also, let's see, what's, uh, I read about this today, I uh, figure we should at least mention, um, and we kind of saw this coming, uh, but Texas, uh, the state of Texas has submitted some redrawn maps for congressional districts over this weekend. It needs to be debated still on the House floor before going to Abbott, but Republicans drafted most all of this, and uh, it's expected that it's going to just pass as it is. <coughs> Um, and you might already kind of like see where that's, that's going, right? Essentially, uh, Republicans are redrawing maps and trying to, uh, take away from democratic voting power and kind of solidify their own. Um, let's see here. So, uh, would make 24 out of the 38 districts, really safe Republican districts, because some of these in the 2020 election, Trump won by a single percent Mm. Uh, i think they were saying the area around dallas um yeah so the dallas exurbs what they're saying it was only a single percentage point but this redrawn map with known uh voter registration numbers means that donald trump would have won by double digits Mm. if it would have been using this map in 2020 so they're able to take uh, basically recent polling and election data and know where their populations are. And now they're redrawing the maps and really trying to solidify it. There's an area that's uh, down uh, closer to the border where Democrats have control. And they're basically trying to redraw that and make like a nice sl- uh, slim little line that'll give uh, a new Republican seat and put uh, consolidate Republican power across the border too, which is primarily Latino. Yeah. And we knew this was going to be a, a, you know, one step forward, two steps back thing, because this Mm -hmm. was going to be a redistricting year. Right. And, um, but yeah, and there's also, there's, there's statistical data to show that areas like, uh, Dallas, uh, they said something like, Nine out of ten new residents to the area uh, are are minorities, uh, typically black people, and they're really kind of shifting that to make sure that there is a strong Republican representation in those uh, metropolitan areas. Um, yeah, metropolitan so, areas uh, traditionally blue dots in uh, what what appears to be uh, a, an entirely red state because uh, yeah. God knows the cows are Republicans, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. All those. 
uh, empty fields full of sorghum and cotton. That's that's all Republican <laughs> voters. So right. that's how we know. Yeah, I'm looking at an article on the route. Get this shit. A new poll from the University of Virginia's Center for Politics suggests that more than 50% of Trump supporters want, quote, red states to secede from the union. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he follows it up by saying, I'm all for red states seeding as long as this means that Florida and Texas leave the United States for good. They can become border countries or surroundings. Hell, I don't care what you call them. And they can stop <laughs> receiving federal funding and live off the unseasoned land that they farm. Yeah. Let the black American flag become the new flag of Florida, Texas, uh, once they leave the United States. Oh, and I, I, I'm sorry. I beg of you, author of The Root. Consider Houston. I mean, you really want to abandon all those fucking people? You know what's going to happen to them. Yeah. Yeah, no. What about us? Yeah, that's a pretty, that's pretty In harsh In Austin, take. come on. Ah, well, yeah. Austin can go, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's gone. We've already lost that one. We can admit <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, we'll kind of see how that shapes up. It's it's expected to just kind of go through. And, you know, Texas is on a, a hard right uh, trajectory uh, right now. I mean, everything from, uh, you know, the recent uh, abortion bans, there's been uh, removal of like trans rights and access to trans uh, medical care, things like that. Like people are being attacked on all fronts, you know, and then voting and gerrymandering and everything else. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I can kind of understand the sentiment behind that guy saying that is like, okay, fuck y'all anyway. Yeah. So there's that. But I got something better to go out on at the end here okay so uh it's not necessarily like future hacks but some some notes on the future because we're starting to see it happen a little bit uh the first one is a little bit more troubling apparently at a, at a u.s army like trade show they just uh unveiled a new robot dog with a sniper rifle on it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh it's it's by this Boy, company. that happened fast yeah it's by this company ghost robotics and uh yeah, I saw some pictures Weren't of it. Weren't they dancing at the last Super Bowl, putting on a show? I forget, man. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Um, but yeah, uh, they're they're super stoked on it, and they talk about how uh, how it's it's basically unmanned. It's not so supposed to be autonomous. It's you know uh, uh, controlled by a remote operator. But uh, still, it's uh, pretty pretty fucking wild looking, right? Was that RoboCop two or RoboCop one, where he RoboCop has to go against? robo it's kind of a robo dog right robo dog it was a it was a non-bipedal humanoid uh it might have been robocop too i guess i've turned it into a dog in my memories been yeah. a long time mm. uh but on the upside uh there's a new concept that's coming out and uh it's basically just worked as a concept and, and with some 3d models and everything so it's not really happening yet but uh this guy, uh, oh man, I forget his name. We're forgetting everybody's name today. But uh, he came up with the idea. I guess he basically he played Horizon Zero Dawn. And he's like, oh yeah, I can do that. And he's uh, released these three models of, um, he's calling them Forest Ranger Druids. Not droids, Druids. Okay. And uh, they are made to patrol the forest and uh, tend to it. And so one of them will be like a seed planting machine. Uh, that has like this uh, conveyor belt in it with a bunch of like seedlings or, you know, and then like a little chute that just kind of like plops it in the ground. And uh, another one is a drone that is mainly for, you know, uh, gathering information and monitoring uh, situations and everything. So it's like copter. And then the other one referred to as chunk. Uh, <laughs> it yeah, it kind of looks like uh, some hybrid between like maybe a bear and a great cat. It's got, you know, four legs. And this huge fucking chainsaw that comes out of its head. And it's made for trimming and pruning uh, and, like, kind of, yeah, taking care of the trees whenever they, they need to be taken down or whatever. And they're saying, yeah, we can that, just... That one concerns me. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they look they look pretty bitchin'. And this guy's saying that he, you know, could see this. If, if it could actually happen, you know, we could use robotics for uh, good rather than evil for good and for the good of the planet uh you should hope because these would be autonomous they wouldn't be uh they would be designed to be you know self-ran instead of like controlled by a remote operator mm -hmm. that's also the problem that you might run into there <laughs> yeah you know 
depending on what their parameters are with like you know i can't wait till they decide that the forests need human compost yeah you know it's like <laughs> well for real reforestation we gotta we gotta take over this like t- you know tiny town on the highway here and kind of take down the buildings plant some more trees oh what yeah. an exciting future we have in store for us yeah yeah uh, so i hope these little, uh, little druids will be good stewards of the planet <laughs> unlike ourselves i don't know man robot druids uh it's an interesting concept yeah uh if you're if you're into D D, like a ranger and a druid is like nearly the same thing but like a fucking robot druid yeah now you're now you're calvin balling um yeah. And you're working on our next campaign. Maybe we could do a little creative. I'm, uh, you know what? Uh, I might. So we'll see what But you won't let 
think that's all we got today. Yep. Uh, uh, hey, yeah, it's been good. We're gonna being... go. We're gonna go get some brisket. Nice. It's been good being back with you. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, we are. This isn't the last show, but it is. We we are kind of reimagining the show, and we might even take a little bit of a holiday break while we really kind of like make some changes to how we do the show. Yeah, uh, you know, listeners to the pod may have noticed that we actually only put up a show about every two weeks. That's what it seems like. Because uh, yeah. we just don't we don't have the the bandwidth uh, mentally to do one once a week. Um, so we try, and the quality kind of like uh, suffers. suffers a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, stay tuned for uh, what we keep doing and. Uh, Check out everything else on uh, KBSR. Plenty of good stuff to listen to. Uh, we want to say thanks to KBSR. You can go check out the Patreon. There's uh, links to that in the uh, you know in the podcast and in the uh, Instagram and everything else. And thanks to Trevor N and the Mental State Fair for giving us that theme song, Dying in Texas. And thanks to our man Alex Cuervo of Spectrostatic for giving us uh, a lot of the stings you're likely to hear. And uh, thanks also for the book recommendation. I was in their shop just the other day. And... Uh, yeah, it's always good to see those two. Mm-hmm. If you're in Taylor, check this. Uh, Erie Family is doing a show Friday the 29th at the Black Sparrow. And they haven't done a show in a little over a year, uh, maybe two years with the Erie Family. But it's it's really good stuff. And if you're, if you're in the area, uh, it'll be a really good time. Yeah, definitely turn out for that one. Yeah, I'll plug that. Yeah, once again, thanks for wasting an hour with us. <laughs> Uh, and uh, stay fresh, cheese bags. Since the day that he